Well, welcome to the Gateway Mission Podcast. I'm glad that you're joining us again. And if it's your first time, man, we're always excited about that. Um, the Gateway Mission Podcast really do exist to tell you a little bit about uh, what the mission does, uh, give you some information about why we do things and what we do and what's going on in the mission. And then we also want to bring some inspiration, just tell you a little bit about what God's doing, how he's working in and through the mission, and how he's touching lives and transforming lives of the men, women, and children that are here. Uh, my name is Steve Rusticus. I'm the Chief Operations Officer uh, here at Gateway, and I'm your host today. So I'm uh, really glad you're here. We've been in this series, we've been journeying along, just talking about um, some uh, broad sort of conversation around homelessness and addiction and the men and women uh, and children that we work with and giving you some, I guess, maybe some philosophical and some whys of the mission. We've talked about Homeless 101. We've talked about the differences between invisible and visible poverty. Uh, we've talked about what, what it really means to help and how sometimes we can have misguided compassion. So that's really been uh, the meat of sort of why we do things. Now we're getting into the what and the how, because um, the why really informs the what and the how. In our last episode, uh, Aaron Paul, who's our campus director, talked to you a little bit about what happens at our residence. Um, Aaron's at the men's center. We have a women's center as well. And he talked about a couple expressions of, I guess, program called Open Door and Pathway. And today we're going to turn our attention to our longer term programs, to our gateway addiction and discipleship program, and our transitional development program. And I'm joined by Alex Orta. Alex is the uh, program director for both of those expressions of the program. So thanks for being here, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me. So for some of our guests, Open Door and Pathway is, is the sort of right decision. Open Door is that entry point where we want to see people take the next steps towards um, health, a relationship with Christ first, and then um, some changes in their life. And Pathway works well for some of our some of our people, but for many of the, the men and women who come here, they have been dealing with significant issues over long periods of time. And oftentimes that includes some sort of addiction, addiction to alcohol and drugs primarily, but some other addictions as well. And these um, long-term programs that uh, we have, this gateway addiction and discipleship and the transitional development are uh, where those things kind of come in and we say to people, hey, maybe it's going to take you a little longer to kind of journey through this. So let's let's talk a little bit, Alex, first about the, the Gateway Addiction and Discipleship Program. Can you give kind of a broad overview of what that program is and what it's about? Yeah, so the, the Addictions and Discipleship Program here at the Gateway Mission is a 40-week uh, residential program where... Um, like we say a lot in-house and, and, and out-of-house is we are here to create environments where people can experience Christ-centered, Holy Spirit-empowered inner transformation. Uh, more specifically, in the Addictions and Discipleship program, that is Christ-centered, Holy Spirit-empowered freedom from addiction. Um, we do that over the course of 40 weeks. We have a very specific approach to that that is gospel-centered. Um, the men and women who are participating in the program they spend a portion of their day in workstation time, um, learning soft skills that will help them uh, in their employment life beyond here, but also learning how do they, how do they apply biblical principles to what has kept them circling the drain, so to speak, of addiction and homelessness. Um, and then another very important part is the community time that the men and women have back at the residential campuses, um, where they 
work through some of those um, struggles of living with other people uh, because we will never be completely isolated, nor nor should we. So um, those three components, all with a gospel focus, are what make up the Addictions and Discipleship program. So so let me, uh, just for our listeners to be clear, this is a time in which someone kind of says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause whatever's been going on in my life. Lots of it, maybe not so good, some of it good. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take an intentional step for nine months, which sounds like a really long time, right? Uh, you know, to, to step into something to try to get healthy. I know this is probably a, a really broad question, but, you know, why? Why, why, why does someone want to enter that program? What are some of the reasons that you hear as people say, I'm, I'm going to do this? Mm-hmm. So the, the general, the, the, the broadest answer to that is there's, there's a level of desperation. Um, and we're intentionally listening for that as somebody reaches out and applies to the program and is interviewed for the program um, while we are working on our determination um, process of whether to, to bring them in or not. Uh, there's there's a level of desperation there that says I can no longer do life the way I've been doing it. Um, so relationships, all of the all of the bridges are burnt. Um, family, friends, even acquaintances are saying you you can't come here anymore. My couch, my home, my my relationship is not available for you anymore because it's been damaging. Um, same thing has happened typically in their their work environment. Um, so they've just all of the all of the things that that we have in our lives um, that keep us stable have been eroded through years of of abuse um, of of uh, substances and and relationships. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, people come from very difficult um, situations. So we mm-hmm. hear stories about this all the time about how men and women have grew up grown up in difficult family situations. But ultimately, what ends up happening is their own actions bring them to a place where they go, I'm feeling the heat. Something has to change. Right. Something has to change. So we, we dug in a little bit. We, you talked a little bit about it. What does that day look like? Their day is kind of split when they come here. It's a full-time gig, right? I mean, it's full-time right. all the time, every five days a week, and then some once in a while, some things on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So what does half their day look like? They're in classes, and can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, uh, more specifically. Yeah. So um, the men and women that are in the program, they they live in our residential campuses. Um, so either our Gateway Men's Center or our Gateway Women and Children's Center. Uh, they are bused to the Gateway Center um, where we receive our donations, where we have our classroom setting, our, our uh, retail store and our admin offices. So they come to the large center that is kind of our hub and they spend approximately three hours of their day, the women in the morning the men in the afternoon on workstation, again, learning those soft skills that will help them uh, be more gainfully employed in the future. And then the other portion of their day, the remaining approximate five hours, they spend in a classroom setting. Uh, Some of that is academically based, helping them um, learn computer skills, resume building skills, uh, helping them get their GED if they don't have a diploma, um, and other certifications as far as high-low certifications and um, serve safe if they are interested in a career potentially in culinary arts um, it helps them just be uh, more efficient in a kitchen um, and then the again the focal piece for us is our addictions curriculum and our bible class okay can you talk about the addiction piece a little bit more because i think it's fair to say that that um we we see addiction a little differently um than others um i i, I would 
give credit. Anybody who's working in an addiction ministry is trying to help people, but we see it a little differently. How, how do we see addiction and how does that impact what we do? Right. Um, so we, we are very upfront about this uh, with all of the men and women that, that are looking to come to us. Uh, we do not view addiction as a disease. Uh, we don't believe that it's hopeless. Uh, we believe that it is a sin issue. It's a heart that is turned away from its maker or has never turned towards its maker. Um, it is putting something in front of the God that created you. So it's an idol worship issue. And we approach it from there. Now, obviously, yes, there are things that happen to us physically as we, uh, the longer we live in, into some sort of substance abuse. Um, we, we acknowledge that. That's why we have a phenomenal medical advocate that helps uh, the men and women find those resources uh, so they can restore physical health. But we ultimately believe that as your heart and mind are renewed through that Christ-centered, Holy Spirit-empowered relationship with the Lord, um, all of the other things that you prioritized, all of the other hurts that you've, that you've inflicted and that have been inflicted upon you, will be healed through that relationship with Christ. Yeah, so we talk, we talk about freedom, right? Absolutely. We believe that sin can be forgiven, and because it can be forgiven, God offers freedom from those things. So it, it's not sort of this thing you have to um, uh, be burdened with your entire life. You can be free, right, from this. Right. Yep, absolutely. And do we see that? Do we see people gain oh, yeah. that kind of freedom? Absolutely. Um, that is one of the one of the 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 most beautiful things is watching watching uh, the men and women that that come in with a particular worldview. Um, and as they learn or have the opportunity to learn, um, I'll clarify this real quick. You, you don't have to be a believer to be accepted into the program. Um, you don't have to become a believer while you're in the program to complete the program. Um, there are great life lessons along the way. Uh, however, we, again, we firmly believe that for that long lasting life change and freedom, that inner transformation to happen, it depends on that relationship with Christ. Um, and for those men and women that choose to embrace that relationship the freedom that you see, the renewed mind that you see is, is, is absolutely beautiful. Um, in fact, there was a, a gentleman just recently, um, he's nearing the end of, of his 40 weeks. Uh, he just recently was baptized. Uh, actually, mm -hmm. uh, five students were just recently baptized. That was really amazing to go and watch, a, watch as they've grown into a, a worship community um, and, and had that outward expression of that inner transformation. Um, but he was approached and asked if he would take part in a, in a recovery program. And he asked some questions and received some answers. And he said, hey, I'm sorry, this is really good. But this is where my faith says it's not a 12-step thing. It's nowhere near that. It's an everyday taking the next step towards Christ thing. And so um, just seeing, and this man will tell you, uh, He's been through all of the programs that he could find in all of the uh, detox and rehab centers. And what we allowed him the opportunity to do here was discover that relationship with Christ that has ultimately changed not only his life, but the way he sees his identity, the way he values himself and people and um, a hope that he has for an eternity. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you, I mean, I know the answer to it, but I want you to talk about it. Do you, do you have to be homeless to come into the Gateway Addiction and Discipleship Program? No, no. Um, that is that is a, a great question. That's something that that we do get asked a lot. 
while we are absolutely here for the men and women that that come through our shelters, uh, one of the things that we are being very intentional about is, and I like to use the analogy of going further upriver and finding people before they fall in. Um, so how do we reach an individual who has not, um, through his through their cycle of addiction, has not burned all of those familial or relational and work relationships? And how do we say, hey, if you can pause all of that and come and work on that inner transformation, we will work alongside um, your family and even your employer to restore you back to to health, not only so you can be a vibrant part of your work community, you can be a vibrant part of your family, but you can also draw everyone with you into a vibrant relationship with Christ. So no, you don't have to be homeless to come to the program. Um, if there's if there's a spot where you're desperate enough to investigate everything in life, um, we we will gladly journey that with you. Yeah, and I, I just want to pause and say, look, if if you're one of those individuals who's um, struggling with that addiction and you haven't yet hit that place where you're homeless, um, please hopefoundhere.org. If you have family members who or friends, um, it's a great resource. Take a look at it. Um, you talked a little bit about um, the individual who. Um, you know, said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to follow Jesus and he's going to strengthen me and free me um, from this addiction. What, what other kinds of um, changes do we see in people around family and all? Just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, another uh, different gentleman um, that is also nearing the end of his program. Um, and, and these things tend to happen, especially with family relationships towards the end of a person's program. Um, understandably. So the families are skeptical. Uh, we're not the first attempt that somebody is typically making it change. And uh, clearly, because they are, they are with us at this point, those other attempts haven't, haven't lasted. So this, the family has been hurt. The family is skeptical. Uh, so typically over time, um, and they hear through, through phone conversations, through, through, through visits, they get to hear and see the difference. Uh, so a gentleman who's, whose son um, essentially said, I'm writing you off about six years ago, if I remember correctly just recently reached out to his father, um, unprovoked, mm. said, hey, I hear through the family that something's different. Um, and it was so beautiful to, to see this gentleman. Uh, one, he was absolutely nervous, almost didn't respond out of, out of fear of, I, I don't know what to do with this. I never expected this, um, but ultimately did respond. And they are planning to get together sometime soon. Um, Another another uh, a gentleman in our program is is exactly kind of the the case that we were just talking about is still has a family that is still very much involved. His his marriage is is still intact. Um, and the fact that in short time here with us in his choosing to embrace it, uh, his wife is beginning to um, embrace him more. And they're they're talking through and working through some very hard things. Uh, but the conversations are happening, um, which it did not look like months ago that those conversations would continue at all. Um, and then there, there are many women that, that we serve that um, have lost uh, custody to some degree with their children, and those relationships have been restored mm. also. Um, yeah, just, it's, it's just amazing to watch how that inner transformation restores people to their, to their family. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, that, that inside stuff begins to change things on the outside. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about 
uh, the transitional development program. Right. Uh, we might call it TDP. It's kind of our our little lingo for it. But let's talk about transitional development. What's what's that? That is our 12-month post program for men and women that successfully complete addictions and discipleship. Um, it is, I liken it to a, a paid internship. Uh, the men and women will work for a salary somewhere within our, our social enterprises for 32 hours a week. And the other eight of their 40-hour week will, be, uh, will consist still of, of being a part of the addictions and the Bible classes. So it really is almost a phase two or a second step in the program. Do we see a lot of our uh, folks who go through the Gateway Addiction and Discipleship program step into TDP? The vast majority do, yes. Why do you think that is? I think they've come to recognize that while they've completed something good, that is only the beginning of a much longer journey um, with Christ and in, into community and in, in full restoration. And um, it allows them time to gently reintroduce. We, be, we become less guardrail and more safety net. Um, and they, they move into an apartment style living and they are working with a worship community or a local church to be able to grow beyond us, to transition out beyond us and, and never need us again, hopefully. Yeah. So maybe we can end with a little story. Talk about something from TDP where you've anything that you've seen. Hey, somebody who's gone through that almost two year journey. That's really yeah. changed. Yeah. So um, a a a lady came into our program. Um, she did not have custody of, of either of her children um, through the course of the pro or the addictions and discipleship program. Those relationships restored. Uh, visitation was restored through her journey in the transitional development program. Custody was restored. And she has just recently transitioned out of the transitional development program. Hired on is a traditional staff member, has her own apartment, living with her children. Um, and and it's just it's just been beautiful. The renewed mind, heart, the whole thing, um, all all through a relationship with Christ. It's yeah. just been amazing. Well, Alex, thanks for what you do. Thanks for your team, your coaches. Um, it's the kind of transformation we wanna see. Um, if you want to know more about what happens in the Addiction and Discipleship program, we point you towards that website, hopefoundhere.org. Uh, if you have any questions, we'd love to answer them. Um, if you have anybody you know who, who may benefit from that, please reach out to us. Uh, Alex would be glad to talk to you, and we'd be glad to talk to you as well. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time.